This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Going for Goal, the new women's health podcast that's here to help you make good on the goals you want to achieve in 2020. I'm your host, senior editor, Roisin Dervish-O'Kane. Each week, we'll be taking a goal that's important to many in the women's health community and, with the help of leading experts, providing you, the listeners, with the tools you need to make that goal happen. If you didn't catch our first episode, all about healthy weight loss without crash dieting, do give it a listen. And hit subscribe on Apple, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. This week, we're talking exercise. Specifically, falling in love with fitness. Because if you don't enjoy your workouts, then you're just not going to keep at them, no matter how beneficial you know they are for your mental and physical health. It's tempting to say, right, I'm going to hit the gym three times per week when you're all hyped to get back on your health and fitness game after the Christmas break. But if you hate that sort of workout, then good luck dragging yourself out of bed for that 7.30am session come mid-February. We know this is a massive issue for people, women's health staffers included. Let's now hear from one women's health reader, Isla. Hi, my name's Isla. Um, My goal for 2020 is to get into fitness. I feel like I try and do this every year. I'll sign up to a gym, either close to home or near my work, and I'll tell myself I'll go about three times a week and I just don't go and I waste so much money. I really want to get into a routine with exercise so it doesn't feel like such a chore because when I am exercising, I feel so good about myself. Can you tell me how I can go about this? Thanks to Isla for sending in the voice note and inspiring today's episode. If you want to do the same, all you need to do is record a voice note with your name and your goal and email it to womenshealth at womenshealthmag.co.uk, putting going for goal in the subject line. But don't worry about noting that all down. The info will all be in the show notes. So here with me today to help you find a form of exercise that you actually enjoy and arm you with the tools you need to turn your plan into a habit are Dr. Tara Swart, neuroscientist turned executive advisor and author of The Source. Hello, Tara. Hi, Rasheen. <laughs> and Nezreen Daly, a Muay Thai athlete and Nike trainer. Hey, Rasheen. Thank you both so much for coming down today. Uh, Dr. Swart, your background is in neuroscience, so you know all about the mechanics of the brain. With that in mind, what are women like Isla, and I'm holding my hand up here as well, the rest of us, um, getting so wrong with our January fitness goals? Well, first of all, I'm holding my hand up as well. So it's a common 
trap that people fall into. I think it's partly because we set such lofty goals. If you're going from doing no exercise to joining a gym and saying you'll go three times a week, that's quite a big change. So specifically for Isla, I would have said, build up doing some exercise outdoors or at home till you know that it's actually worth paying for the gym subscription. Mm. And the physiology of this is that when you do exercise that you enjoy, you actually get additional benefits in the brain that are just good for you generally, but also make you more motivated. So in an experiment with three groups of rats, there was a group of rats kept in a confined space, a group of rats that were forced to exercise on a treadmill for a certain number of minutes or hours per day, and a group that could roam around freely, get on various forms of exercise equipment whenever they wanted to for as long as they wanted to. So the two exercise groups both got the benefits of oxygenation and their blood flow to their brain and their body. But the voluntary group also released a growth factor called BDNF, or brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which actually contributes to growth of new neurons. And any habit, like going to the gym regularly, is about building up a pathway in your brain so that that becomes your default, so then it's easy. And the reason that we fail is that It takes a lot of hard work to get the pathway to the point that that's normal for you and avoiding the gym isn't your default pathway. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating to know what's actually going on in there, isn't it? It's amazing. So the the takeaway from that then is basically you will be more likely to stick at something if you enjoy it. Definitely. And you get that. Not only do you get that reinforcement from enjoying it but you you get almost chemical reinforcement in within your brain yeah and to build up to that slowly so maybe yeah. try some different things like you know do, do a dance class or yoga and then find the thing that you like and then build up the frequency yeah brilliant thank you um and Nezreen, you're a brilliant example of someone who found, properly found your thing with fitness and it's been a game changer for you um what does muay thai give you both kind of physically and mentally Um, Muay Thai really does give me just a feeling of empowerment and strength and it's just really like a release and an outlet for me so I feel like when I go into the gym I just walk in there and whatever worries I have just leave the minute I step into the gym and all of us that are in the gym we're all the same it doesn't matter we're all you know we've all got gloves on we've all got pads on and you know we're all the same the same person so it kind of it's a really humbling experience and when you're in there just just focusing on the skill and focusing on the technique just takes you away from everything else so it's just such an invigorating feeling being in there and it's just, yeah, it's almost like I kind of think of it as like meditation, but like dynamic meditation because your brain is just, it's forgetting about all the worries and all the kind of things that are going outside and you're just focusing on that one thing that's in front of you and just trying to be good at that and get better at it. Fantastic. Because, yeah, you need to focus, don't you? You Once do, you're in a yeah, fight, you a fight situation, exactly. you've got to be mindful. There's a lot of things to remember as well. So I think that's what I love about, so I always tell people to try and learn a skill because actually you're more likely to stick at it because you want to get better at it, whether it's dance, whether it's riding a bike, whether it's swimming or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever, you know, just try and learn something new so you can actually, that's probably going to give you more chances to stick at it because you want to get better at it. You want to go to the next level. You want to learn the next thing on there. That's a great shout. Um, And can you pinpoint the exact moment that you fell in love with Muay Thai? Pretty much the first session that I did. Just because I felt like, wow, what a humbling experience. I went into that gym as a fit individual who was studying sports science, you know, extensive background in sports and at a competitive level as well. Um, And I just felt like it was... 
it was actually really difficult for me. And I looked around the gym and I saw so much inspiration. Everybody was moving their body in such an amazing way and they looked they all looked so amazing. I just thought, do you know what? I want to I want to be good at this. I want to look like that. I want to look I want to do that kicks like that and punches like that and you know, have that kind of body movement. I thought it was fantastic and I think that first session I just realized actually, do you know what? I found something that's really going to challenge me and I want to be I want to be better at it as well. Yeah. And, I, you know, being a bit competitive helps because it was, as I said, a humbling experience. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I said, you know what? I'm going to stick at this and I'm going to make sure I get good at it. I love that. So find something, get inspired. Okay, now we're going to move on to how listeners can can actually reach this goal. Um, Nesreen, you've heard from Isla just now. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about getting inspired and and finding something that you feel motivated to do. Um, what, but what tactics can she take up in January that will set her up with a habit that she can sustain for the rest of the year? I think um, the answer is probably in the question. So try not to think of it as January. So we need to think of it as a lifelong, you know, change of habits, isn't it? Um, and just breaking that year down. So just start, start really, really basic to begin with. So just start with your week, you know, break it down into what things you're going to do that week and how you can build it around your habits that you already have. Um, I always think setting yourself performance goals are really important. So maybe that could be, I want to be, I want to be able to walk for an hour without getting out of breath. I want to be able to run a 5k, you know, without stopping. I want to be able to walk up the stairs without any knee pain, you know, so set yourself those performance goals. So you you've actually got something to work towards and you can actually break that down into right. So in order to run a 5k, what do I need to be able to do? Okay. So I need to be able to fit in X amount of runs a week, at, you know, at this different pace and, you know, just really break it down so you've got all of that in place for you. And Tara, how does your brain not get overwhelmed by all of that? Well, I think Nez hit the nail on the head by saying um, focus on performance goals because from the neuroscience point of view, it's the other side of the coin, which is what's your intention? So just saying I'm going to go to the gym three times a week isn't actually a goal. Um, so if it's you know, you, you've quite rightly identified some things that you may have noticed, like when I walk up the stairs, I get pain in my knee. But maybe it's maybe it's for a wedding, maybe it's for a holiday, maybe it's because you want to, you know, wear a certain item of clothing um, or, you know, that it's going to contribute to your mental performance, your fertility. So I think identifying what's really behind the reason that you've chosen that goal makes a massive difference. And then, as we know people who start goals in the January have often already stopped by February. Mm. And But one of the things that I find with my coaching clients is that when they've set a goal like that and then they fail to meet it, they think, that's it, I failed. But it's about mental resilience means that when you fail, fail in quote marks, mm. that instead of beating yourself up and saying that it's over, just start again when you can. For me... With all my travel, that knocks me off my schedule. Yeah. But instead of saying, okay, well, you know, I travel a lot and so I can't keep going to the gym X number of times, I just start again when I can. And that's what you call discipline. And if I can just say a quote here. Yeah. So ride the wave of motivation. Let it begin you on your path of where you want to go. And when that wave dies, let discipline swim you to the shore. So do you see what I like I'm, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really love that because I think people are under the illusion sometimes that 
people like myself who are fitness, you know, experts and trainers and stuff like that. We've got motivation all the time. We're not motivated all the time, mm. but it's discipline that gets me going to that training session. It's it's discipline and it's the fact that I love it. And quite rightly, as you said, it's that intention. The intention is everything. But that discipline will mean that you will go to the gym no matter what you're feeling that morning. Or you, But you might just change your workout. You might just be a bit more intuitive. Instead of doing a heavy lifting session because you don't feel, you, you know, you don't feel like you're in the right headspace, maybe you just go for a 20 minute run. And, you know, you change, you know, have a structure in place, but you just be a bit flexible with it because we're human beings. We don't always wake up feeling on top of the world. So we need to be intuitive with our exercise and make sure we, we you know, thinking about how we feel and, you know, just listening to our bodies and our, and our brains. I like that. So it's being disciplined in terms of thinking, right, I am going to do something today. I have pledged to work out this much, but being intuitive and a bit more flexible on the kind of the micro detail. Yeah. Great. Thank you. And because now more than ever, there's so many, there's so many things on offer. Do you think in January, it's a good idea for people to say, I don't know, try to like pick and choose, say if they download ClassPass or something and pick and choose these different workouts or from a neuroscience perspective, knowing what's going on in the brain, is it actually more sensible to think, right, say I want to get good at one thing and practice that for a certain amount of time? So with what we know about neuroplasticity, if you're already on a regime and you do some form of exercise regularly, then to boost your neuroplasticity and take you to the next level, absolutely mix it up. But if you're struggling to even get into an exercise routine, then personally, I wouldn't suggest mixing it up. I would choose something, do it regularly, get yourself feeling like you're a bit better at it and that you, you know, you want, you've got momentum and then think about mixing it up. So not to overwhelm yourself. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And what about um, what about like thinking about what you enjoyed when you were a child? Is that a way to kind of tap? So you know, say if someone's like fallen out of love with fitness a little bit, how do they how do they even get an inkling of what might inspire them? That what might light that fire in the way that Nazarene was talking about with Muay Thai. Um. I would say you could look at that both ways. Yeah, you could say that you could look at your childhood and see the things that you enjoyed. So for me, I did a variety of sports, but I was always I was more of an explosive athlete, so more sort of sprinting as opposed to sort of long distance. But then again, if you look at my childhood being an ex-swimmer, you wouldn't have put me in a ring doing Muay Thai. So that's where you may be slightly limiting yourself because a lot of I get a lot of women that come down to my class and they're like, do you know what? I've not done any martial arts. I don't really think this is even... I'm like, it's fine. Just take a deep breath, just enjoy today's session and just listen to me and you'll be fine. Like try not to overthink it because I think a lot of people sort of even just box them themselves out of certain things. Oh no, I won't do that because I'm not very I'm not very aggressive. My classes aren't aggressive at all. We're learning a new skill, we're having fun, we're having, you know, it's and I think we need to just be a little bit more open-minded with it than to just say, okay, what did I do as a child? So I did played a bit of rugby, so maybe I'll just get back into that. I think you know what there's maybe more to it than that. Because we change and if we're talking about having forming an emotional connection with this workout to keep you going with it, that might have, as you say, that might well have changed in the past five years, that might have changed in the past exactly. year. Um, okay, and actually on kind of link to that point, Nesreen, something we hear a lot about is um, gym intimidation. What mm. advice do you have for any listeners who are intimidated by starting a class because they think, a, they won't look like everyone else or they think that they might not be able to perform at the same level? Mm. I would say 
uh, one thing I tell a lot of people is to go with a friend. I think it takes the pressure and it means that you can both have a bit of fun with it. So if one of you falls <laughs> over, you, you, you know, it's just, it's not... <laughs> have a giggle. <laughs> yeah, just have a giggle about it. Just you, you need to take the pressure off yourself. If you're going there to have a gym workout, I would say if it's not in a class setting, definitely go and maybe have some kind of induction with a fitness instructor or personal trainer so you've got some guidance and you don't walk in there and just think what on earth am I going to what is that machine what am I going to do it's intimidating even for me if I go into a new gym and it's a different setup and I'm not familiar with the equipment I've almost got to process that myself and that's me 13 years in the industry let alone someone that's walking in there for the first time so I think if it's a class setting maybe go down with your friend um, and if it's a, if it's a case of you just wanting to go down to the gym for a workout maybe just have a little bit of structure and intention prior to getting into the gym so that you you are there and you're on a mission and you know exactly what you're going to do and you're not left there feeling a bit lost yeah great advice thank you um tara do you have any tactics that you'd like to add i i agree with both of you i would say that if you stick to things that you did when you were a child then you are limiting yourself i Mm. from a neuroscience point of view because negative emotions actually have a more powerful effect on our brain than positive ones I would turn that round and say, what did you always want to do that you didn't get to do? What's a sport that you never thought, you know, a bit like Muay Thai, that it wasn't like a thing that girls did when you were little or, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, I I actually don't like going with friends because I feel like I'd rather go somewhere where no one knows me if I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> um, but I do, you know, I try to mix it up a lot as well and I would say if I had to like choose a thing, then I'm I think of myself as Zen. So yoga was a very natural fit for me, Pilates as well. But I you know, when I first did spin, I absolutely loved it. And when I first did boxing, I absolutely loved it. So I think exposing yourself to new things, but you know, not when not like five different things and you're not really in a routine, but you know, once you build up you can try different things. Um, you know, Zumba was another thing that I tried and really loved. But when I first went there, I was the most mal-coordinated person in the class because everyone, <laughs> everyone else had been doing it for, forever. But there were some complex moves. Yeah. I remember, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of hip shaking going on. I remember but I love the, you know, when you see the progress, when you go to the class and you're like, yeah, I know this song and I know the moves and everything, that makes you feel so good. Exactly. And if you stopped at that first hurdle, you would have never known how great you would have been. I get people that come to my class all the time and they're like, Nez, my coordination is terrible. And I said, look, if you don't know your left and right, you'll know it by the end of this session, at least. And, you know, if you just stop at that first session when you come and train with me and you think, oh, really couldn't remember the combinations. If you never come back, you're never going to get that sense of achievement. And what you'll find is when you come back, you will get better and you'll remember the combinations and they'll go faster and you'll have more, you know, you'll, you'll be more powerful than you were last time. But it's just keeping that consistently see there, yeah. And surely almost bringing that back to the neuroscience, probably every time you, as you say, you nail whatever move it was in Zumba or you lift a certain weight, do you get... Do you get like feel good chemicals or like just something fun going on in the brain that reinforces that feeling that keeps you coming back? Yeah, I think when you either exceed or meet um, a goal that you've set for yourself, that has a very rewarding you know, outcome in the brain. Um, I'm just remembering that before my wedding, I did boxing and it was good for stress release as well as. Of <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I, you know, I'd done yoga for 15 years at that point. And on International Women's Day, I was invited to this class that was a boxing lesson followed by yoga. And the two friends that knew me said, rather annoyingly, you're probably going to be really good at this because they knew I was doing both. And, you know, for me, I, I didn't grow up doing, I, I did do sport at school, but I wasn't 
really good at it. So to hear people saying that you're going to be really good at both of these things in a sporting scenario was actually so rewarding for me and motivating. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about how much, if you didn't see yourself as a sporty person back in the day, how you've how you've evolved. Yeah, yes. that's There's awesome. so many people that find fitness in their adult life. I've met so many people that have come to me on our initial sort of consultation. They're like, I've never done anything before and I've rented the marathon and I've never run a single mile before and that's it. And, you know, they just start from zero, but there's nothing wrong with that. And they actually find that they love running, you know, and they didn't, they had no idea. Mm-hmm. And they find that out at 35 years old, 40 years old. It happens. And something that we've reported on in the mag as well is often people have such bad experiences at school from sport and if that's their introduction to exercise so yeah like you say sometimes starting afresh finding a new thing as an adult makes a lot of sense this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation explore blue nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, I'm intrigued to know what you think about annual gym memberships um, that Isla mentioned. Many of us spend significant amounts on them because we think that the financial obligation will keep us accountable. Um, But given that a 2019 survey found that in the UK alone, we waste over £4 billion per year on unused gym membership. I know, yikes. Um, That argument doesn't really seem to stand up, does it? Tara, I'm interested to know, what do you think is this obligation as motivation how does this work i mean from a brain point of view that that should work in a way because it's a negative motivation because i've already paid so if i don't go then i essentially lose that money but it clearly doesn't work your statistic is shocking and also i know that it doesn't work because i know so many people that that don't use it um i have had annual gym subscriptions at times of my life where i've been in the same place you know in a more regular routine I don't now because I travel so much that I'm not in a place regularly enough for that to work. So there are good alternatives. And I think you need to be realistic about yourself and whether you are actually using it or not. And even if it means paying a bit more per month because you might not be doing it in six months' time, I actually think that's better because in in the modern world, things change so much and we need flexibility. So for instance, if I... You know, if I buy five or a month's worth of classes for 
a yoga thing or a spin thing, then I'm more likely to use those up because it's a shorter term commitment. But if I do, you know, if I commit to something for a year, I, I don't even know where I'm going to be living in a year. I don't, do you know what I mean? It's sort of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or if you've got individual things that you get fined for if you don't show up for the class or whatever. Mm. You lose the class if you don't turn up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Nesreen, what do you think about that? I don't think people go to the gym in the same way that they used to. I think that it had, there has been a shift now and I think more of us are going to classes. You know, there's loads of different apps now that you can use and just attend any class in your local area. Um, for me, I would say if, you know, that, that the gym space is really... A, a, often a place for people that are quite confident with what they're, they're doing in terms of their gym program. Now, that's intimidating if you don't know what to do. And that might just take you to the treadmill and just do that for half an hour, which is fine. But does that meet with your fitness goals is the question. Mm. So that's where I would say if you are going to a gym, make sure that you have a program in order. And you've, you've you know, whether even if you just invest in maybe one PT session or two PT sessions with, with someone at the gym, and, you know, you use that to actually give you a bit of structure and guidance so that when you go there you actually have something that you are following but you understand why you're following it do you see what I mean you're not just Mm. doing deadlifts because you know Bob told you to do deadlifts now you're doing deadlifts for this reason you know there's you you understand and there's intention as you mentioned earlier behind exactly what you're doing so it's again you said it's that whole idea of like finding your why yeah and you're gonna have to do that in order to keep showing up and probably your why isn't because you love running on the treadmill watching Good Morning Britain (laughs) as I did this morning (laughs) Um, okay cool so now let's talk about making how we make this sustainable Um, Tara again you touched on the concept of neuroplasticity earlier Um, how long does it take how long does it take to work like we hear this 21 days banded around as this is how long it takes to make a habit like is that right and what does the research into neuroplasticity suggest yeah I mean we hear 21 days and we hear 66 days and probably some other numbers as well (laughs) Um, and then like for sustainable behavior change I'm going to say now that that it isn't time bound it's more to do with the intensity of the effort that it's going to take to create the pathway for that activity. Okay. Um, and I like to use the analogy of learning a language. So how many languages do you speak? Oh, so embarrassing. Embarrassing English person only speaks one. Okay, let's just cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can stay in. Um, it is what it is. Okay, so no, no, I mean, that's... So we'll, you know, we'll cast aside the option of brushing up another language. So let's say you wanted to learn Spanish. Yep. If you downloaded an app and you started working on it, you know, half an hour most evenings for a few weeks, you know, the chances are that within a month you would no longer be doing that and you wouldn't really be able to speak Spanish. If you signed up for classes and you went every week, you did your homework and there was a test at the end of six months, you'd probably be at least very well able to go on holiday to a Spanish-speaking country. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's how many times you repeat it, how long you keep doing it for. Yeah. You know, that leads to the creation of the pathway in your brain that means that's who you are now and that's what you do. Yeah. Fantastic. Until it... I love your analogy, and we've spoken about this before, when you talk about... um, and it's really stuck in my mind when you were talking about originally you make that pathway and it's this dusty... It's this dusty dirt road in your brain but then eventually the more you do it it becomes this kind of smooth tarmac surface yeah and that's the same with 
I was going to say going to the gym, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about. It's the same with your fitness goal. Yeah. So you become somebody who thinks, you know, if I want to go for a 5k run, I can do it. If I, you know, want to commit to some really intense periods of Muay Thai, then I can do it. Yeah. What I find helpful is fitting it around all my other habits that I have that I, you know, on a daily basis. So, you know, after, for example, after having kids, you know, my littlest one is only five months, so I'm still on my journey oh, back. My yes, um, but I've I've managed to kind of keep up some kind of regular routine of training because I've I've made sure that my training session more or less happens at the same time every day. And that's, that's why I stick to it, because I know once I drop off my eldest, I have to go straight away and get my session done at 10 o'clock. And I've tried to commit myself to that. Some days it doesn't work, but most days it does. And I have that is my intention and my intention is very clear. And it's also very high on my priorities, higher than like doing the food shop sometimes. And that's why I think I succeed at, at achieving that goal, because I prioritise it above like we've run out of toilet roll, I need to buy a toilet roll. That'll do. I can just, I need to go <laughs> to the baby wipes. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But do you see what I mean? It's just, yeah. you, you know, you have to, you ha- that has to be high on your priority list as well. And as you say, it's making that, because you can say something is a priority, can't you? You can be like, this is really important to me, I want to do it. But if it's not physically mapped onto mm. your calendar or your day, then does it mean much? Yeah. Interesting. Um Okay. And then when we're talking about goals, of course, there's so much, when it's your personal goal, by nature, it's quite individual. But pursuing a fitness goal needn't be solitary, like a solitary endeavour. How could finding her fitness tribe help someone like Isla to stick with something? Because it sounds like doing it on her own really hasn't sparked whatever fire or enthusiasm um, she wants to have. Well, I think like even if she just joined a running club or something of that kind of sort, you know, where you join a social network of people that are from all different backgrounds, but you come together for a common goal just to get fit and have fun whilst doing it. I think it makes it a lot more enjoyable. And, you know, it's just I think it's I think it's a better idea than just doing it by yourself. I completely agree. I I know it's a luxury to get personal training, but when I need to be really disciplined, I booked appointments with the PT because I wouldn't not turn up to something that I'd arranged with someone else. Yes. There's the accountability yeah. piece again. The other thing about personal training, I think there's an illusion that you, you need to train with your trainer once or twice a week. I have many clients that check in with me once a month and, you know, I write them a program to keep them going for the next six weeks or the next four weeks. So I think, you know, some clients, they can they can only afford to see me every two weeks and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. So, you know, I give them stuff to do in between, but it's, it is that accountability. They know that they're going to come and see me and they don't want to come and get a bit of an eye roll so that, you know, they make sure that they've actually done all their bits in between so I think there's also that it's just I know I know personal training is a luxury but there are ways that you you might be able to embed it into your day-to-day you know life without it affecting your your purse too much okay and then finally um final one to both of you what piece of advice do you have for listeners who want to achieve this week's goal of falling in love with fitness if you could crystallize what we've discussed into one takeaway point what would it be The thing that really made a difference for me was understanding that something like prioritising fitness, like Nez has just said she's done even with such a young baby, and the fact that it's connected to neuroplasticity actually gives you other benefits than just the benefit of doing the exercise. Mm -hmm. So when you prioritise exercise like Nez has, then actually you get other stuff done. You're you're less likely to to run out of loo roll because actually you're mentally (laughs) sharper. Yeah, exactly. 
What about you, Nez? I would just say the cliche, which is will kind of sum up this whole thing of just following your intentions of what, you, you know, follow what you love and do the exercise during the week that you enjoy to do. And look, there might be the odd session that you find harder. And, you know, I went for a run yesterday and was clearing my head and just remembering how hard running is when you're not at your fittest. Mm. But it's it's the mental side of it that just giving me that clarity. And I came home and I just felt so relieved. I felt so much lighter. And it's just remembering that. So just persevere, persevere through all of it and just remember that actually at the end of it, sometimes, you know, sometimes exercise is difficult and sometimes getting to the gym is difficult. But if you can persevere and you have that discipline in place, you will keep going no matter what. And it will become a it will become a lifelong habit and a lifestyle. So just thinking of it as a long game. So thinking of how you're going to get to point B, which we may never get to because, it's as I said, it's a lifelong thing. But we set in place those mini goals and we just chip away at them every week, even if it's just as simple as this week. I'm going to try and fit in a, a one hour walk after work just to kind of de-stress because I'm having a really difficult week and I don't fancy going to the gym that's fine be intuitive and maybe find some alternatives when you're not feeling 100% but just stay committed to what you set out to do which is you know improve your life and improve your you know your health fantastic Tara is anything you'd like to add yeah, I'm just looking at Nez's skin and I'm remembering that that's another really good reason to exercise. <laughs> very glowy. Oh, thank you. But all very glowy, all around the table, not including myself <laughs> in that. Um, okay, thank you again for coming on to Going For Goal. And thanks to all of you for listening. That's all from me for this week, but there's so much good stuff coming up, so please subscribe at Apple, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. You can also get in touch on Instagram. We're at Women's Health UK and do tag us in your posts and stories using the hashtag goingforgoal. Until next time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.